I never had a plan, at least this wasn't my plan. And I look back and go, what is it about what got me here? How did this happen? What provided this amazing opportunity that I have now? And I always had a love for design and I always had a, a love for art. I was a fine arts major in college and was terrified of becoming a starving artist. I didn't know how to move my talent into a career or how you actually made money as an artist. You have to be really, really good, I think. And, <laughs> and so I took a, a design class. It was a logo design class in the journalism school and started doing more design, single dimension design versus sculpture and things like that. And that led to an opportunity upon graduation to be the receptionist at a small ad agency. There were only four of us there. And, you know, as you learn how to get the bagels for the meeting and design the board newsletter and um, some of those things, time passes and you find yourself staying in the business and just job going, leading to the next job, leading to the next job. And then all of a sudden, one day, you're not getting the bagels for the meeting, but you're stewarding culture and you're in service to your team and your clients and you're figuring out how to create something special. And all of a sudden, one day, your job description and what you're all about has completely changed. And although I didn't set out with a plan, I know now that this is my plan. I'm Paige Campbell and I'm the president of Grady Britain in Portland, Oregon. Celebrating the lives, work, and achievements of women around the world. The Drum presents Exceptional Women of the World, hosted by The Drum's America's editor, Doug Zanger. Let's go with three questions. What do you think others believe your superpower is? And then at the same time, what would you say your superpower is? I know what other people say my superpower is. I don't know that they've ever qualified it as a, as a superpower necessarily. But I am an extremely adept multitasker. And multitasker isn't even a definition. That Chaos suits tasker. It. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the more balls in the air, the better I am. This is it across my whole life, I think I'm at, you know, I'm a single parent. And so that adds a certain complexity. And then, of course, managing an agency adds another dimension to that overall. And then if you try to do anything like manage a house or be in a relationship or have a family or anything else, you're, um, I used to not be as good at it as I am now. I couldn't even have a cat for a while because I was afraid I wouldn't remember to feed it. Right. But, you know, over the past decade, I would say definitely there isn't really something that I can't take on, you know, on a holistic level. Well, it's a good place to be in considering what you do. <laughs> yes, it does serve a lot of areas well. You can also get into trouble with it. For sure. And you'd say that's your superpower? I would say so. There's truth there's gotta, in it. There's, there's got to be something else in, in there, though. I, you know, yeah, when people, I know it's so unexciting. You know, it's like, you no, know, you want to. No, that's unexciting. I know, but it's just, oh, yeah. It's you mentioned not it, sexy, you, that's you, for you sure. You referenced a cat. There was some <laughs> levity in there. <laughs> I guess so. I think other people would say that. I do think there's some truth to that. I think I'm pretty good at building team and providing context to what we're trying to do in the larger picture and allowing people to 
really be rock stars within that, kind of create their own futures and destiny. And that's what I love doing. So I would hope that there's some ability at doing that as well. If you weren't doing this as a career, what would you be doing? This is kind of a strange answer, but my favorite job I ever, ever had was I was the um, Oregon Duck mascot for the University of Oregon. You were puddles. I was for two and a half years, my junior and senior year, and then my sophomore year is when you try out. And and that was the best job I've ever had because I'll tell you why. I mean, it's crazy, but if you look at fundamentally, it's you are bringing joy. Everyone that you interact with is happy to see you. They might be unless in you're in a, Corvallis yeah Oregon they State. might be but even those guys play with you right, you know right. what I mean it, it's just it's a fun it's just joy and fun and I remember being in the suit and my face would hurt after you know doing a game or something because you're smiling so hard the whole time you're in there just engaging with a snapshot of society did and, you do football games Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was home game duck my senior year. Junior year, I did a ton. Wait, what years were this? So it was 90. <laughs> okay, no, no, this is no, great, no, Doug. No, no, just no, because no. <laughs> it was 92, I'm getting to a point here. 91. Um, 92, I was the event duck, um, mm-hmm. did a lot of social engagement events, community parades, right. stuff like that. And then senior year, I was home game duck. So basketball, football kind of. So as it relates everything. to football, you didn't do many pushups. We didn't do pushups back then. Thank oh, God. But think geez. of how ripped I would have been. The, um, <laughs> the, for, for context, when, yes. when Oregon scores, the mascot does pushups on the number of points that are on the scoreboard. Absolutely. So, yeah. Back then we, um, I was people passed. So they would people pass you to the row. Oh, geez. Um, points. So, like, um, like so, crowd you know, surfing. Seven, 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's nuts. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was fun. It was great. <laughs> but, but the job was absolutely the happiest and most fulfilling thing ever. It was fantastic. Yes. Mascot school. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I would do full time mascoting if you could. I mean, I, it's uh, ideal. Right? Yeah. I know. No, I get it. I get it. So we go from something very happy to something not quite as happy. This okay. question, when are you at your worst? <laughs> hey, I'm happy. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. No, but I like um, the fact that we're not just, you know, not too linear. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely not. There are definitely times I'm at my worst. It could be, you know, very tactical or factual things like when I'm overly hungry. But I think the the one, something that triggers me is when there's a significant change in something I expected, whether it's a point of revenue or a client win or a client loss, or I mean, just something you kind of have a plan mm-hmm. formed. And when something really significantly derails that, I get off my game. And that I think is when I'm at my worst. How do you manage that? I try to get out of it as soon as I can. I can I can go into a spin, a cycle in my mind where I'm just running through. And it's pretty fear-based. It's like the world is a bad place. Sure. And so when I recognize it in myself and realize that's where I'm at, I start looking for precedents of situations that are actually proof and truth and things that are going on right now that disprove that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a crawl back out. You know, but what's difficult is to know you're there, to know I'm there and know that this isn't where I want to come from today when I come into work right? and be challenged with getting myself to demonstrate something different. Right. Yeah. Losses aren't great, but you've probably learned how to deal with it a lot better. Oh, sure. Yeah. And there's, you know, seven stages. You go through all of them. I have about 16. (laughs) 
repeat you a couple. You go through like yeah. all of that. Exactly. Right. And then you cycle back, two steps right. back, and then you right, go through right. it all again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I can even identify. I'm like, okay, here's where I am now. That means tomorrow's going to be here. And, you right. know, and then you just move on. That's good. Yeah. Let's go to the muscle list. What okay. is a must do? A must do is definitely run a business. My God, I think back to when I wasn't in this role and the what it requires now and, and how I think about things now and the expanse and perspective that I have. And this is just a small business, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the responsibility and accountability you feel and your knowing of yourself that it requires is just beyond anything I could have imagined. And it is deeply, deeply challenging and deeply rewarding at the same time. So. When the days are challenging, do you kind of go, oh, why did I do this? Oh, God, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I do. You know, and you can't get, you can't stay there right. for too long because sometimes in those places it's hard to really find out why you are doing this. But I think there's also, um, for me as a person, I love nothing more than than achieving an incredible challenge. Mm-hmm. And I have a very high bar for myself. So for me, it's just like, well, this sucks right now, but it's my job to move it somewhere else. What is a must experience? A must experience is... I think for me, you know, you can you can become pretty insular and, you know, you're in your job or you're in your home and you might take vacations, but where you actually get into a place where you realize that it's not just you in your bubble of the world, when you're in a situation where you rely on strangers and kind of the goodness of the world, um, a lot of times that happens when you are traveling or, or traveling alone. A lot of times it could just be, you know, your car or motorcycle is broken down on the side of the road and you're completely at the mercy of strangers. And then you start realizing how generous and giving the world is and, and mm-hmm. instead, uh, and, and you're moved outside of your little protective bubble right. that we all kind of live and work within. I like that. Experience generosity. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. There is this perception that it doesn't exist. Yeah. But yeah. it re- really actually does. Yeah. But we don't put ourselves in this situation to experience it, right? Unless we're vulnerable. Right. And I think it's really hard for people to um, let themselves be vulnerable to experience that. What's a must read? Reading for me is situational. <laughs> so on a plane, <laughs> right. you must read People magazine. Or, uh, or Sky Mall. Yes, exactly. Right. Before falling asleep, I read nonfiction. During the day, I'll read uh, mostly online. Um, mm-hmm. I read books at night, but during the day, I'm reading online. I'm uh, currently reading about culture development and your responsibility as a leader to steward that and, and the values behind it and things like that. So a broad mix, reading a lot. I find when I'm, I'm not reading actively at least something every day, I am less generative of, oh. with ideas so it's oh, like no, it's just, yeah. imperative to, no, it just squashes it all down yeah it doesn't matter as much what it is as long as right. you're absorbing what is a must learn a must learn is definitely yourself i have always been looking to know myself and i know it sounds funny but having not been one of those people with a plan or knowing what my interests were or what my passions were going to be, I've been in a constant state, I'd say, for the past 15, 20 years of really getting to know what was important to me, what my values were, 
what um, I like and don't like, where I'm headed, what I care about, I mean, all sorts of things. And that has become a foundation for a lot of ideas and decisions and directions that I'm taking in my life. And so many people now, I mean, especially people coming out of college right now, or they seem to know they're, they're just so much more in alignment with who they are. Right. You know, it's really amazing to me. But in when when I was in that space, I wasn't there. I wasn't as attuned to that. Uh, and so now for me, learning more about myself and getting to a foundation of like, yeah, this is who I am, has, has been an amazing process. It, no, it's interesting. I was just commenting to somebody last night. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's like a piece of me, but doing the voiceover work, right? Yes. I've been doing it forever. Yes. And I was talking to a colleague last night as we were doing a gig, and I said, I'm 47 years old, and now I finally understand what my voice is supposed to be. And yes. it's interesting because yes. it's you start seeing these little and they're they're like little things that pile up they're not like it's not like this big whole oh, look yeah. at it. it's it, it's all these little things that happen and then yeah. you, it, and to your point of even your career it started here and then all of a sudden i woke up one day and here i was yeah exactly and and it's amazing if you really stop and go okay this is all for a reason now when i look back in retrospect i can see how things were aligning and why i'm doing what i'm doing but sometimes along the way you don't see what your purpose is or what what value you could bring something or you know you're just doing to do and stuff so i don't know i've found it interesting to especially over the past i'd say most significantly the past seven or eight years really figuring myself out What's a question you've never been asked before that you would love someone to ask you, and what would the answer be? You know, I'm committed to this business and a leader within this business, and no one has ever asked me what needs to change in this business. That's not a small question. No, and a lot needs to change. I mean, there's always talk of what agencies need to do and be and provide to, you know, stay up on their game and what changes are making within the agency structure and deliverables and responsibilities. But it, in my mind, one of the, the big pieces that just needs to evolve like everything else is pitching. How we, uh. how we go about meeting organizations that need our help and how they, they go about hiring the partner to take them to the next level is the most archaic and fundamentally strange process in every way. And I don't think it's actually conducive to the best outcome for the businesses who, who need a partner. And it, I know it's not for agency. It's just this wild. It's an expensive wild goose yes, chase. Yes, that, yeah. that doesn't actually fulfill on what really needs to happen. We consciously don't pitch, you know, as much as we, we can. And we'll all even start in conversation saying we don't pitch and here's the reasons why. And sometimes we're required to, and there's no way around it if we want to participate and, and think we have something of value to offer the sure. organization. We'll, we will. We'll pitch. But for the most part, it's like, can we sit down and talk about business? We'll tell you what we're really good at and how we think we can help you overcome whatever your objectives are or whatever's going on for your business. And you can just decide if we could be a good fit for you or not. I mean, you know, versus... Right documents and backgrounders and RFPs, and then you might meet somebody and then you can decide. And so many, much of the time we sit there after when we're at the meeting stage and we're like, this just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. all this time and energy is wasted up to that point. So it's just archaic and weird and 
Pitching needs to change. Pitching needs to change. I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Here's where I compliment you. So the things that stand out to me are three things. Truth, being truthful to yourself and by extension truthful to those around you. This one sort of more morphs together though. I mean, not to not to put this all daytime Emmy, but I mean, you you really care. I mean, I, I've 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 met a lot of people in this industry, and especially in Portland, this is a great this is a great creative community here. It is, um, but you you just you have this very selfless care, and that leads to what you had mentioned to earlier, which is being of service. And I think yes. that that's the plot that gets lost a lot of the time. Yeah. We all got sucked into our, our eras where we, you know, oh, I want to win an award because it helps my resume. And this, I mean, we all yeah. kind of get sucked into that a little bit. Sure. But ultimately, if you are of service and the work is good, that's a nice reward for it. But yes. you've encompassed all of these things for, I mean, I've known you for how many years? <laughs> Um, we can't even answer that. Right. I was going to say in a lot of different, right. different ways. <laughs> yes. Um, but those are the things that I just know about you uh, and I've known about for a long time. I mean, it's, you are, you're just, you're one of these selfless leaders who genuinely cares. And it's not just Grady Britain either. I mean, you genuinely care about this industry and you care about it thriving. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we're, you know, it starts in Portland and emanates yes. out from there, yeah. but that's a rare thing. And to be able to balance that with being successful and say it profitable, yeah, that's a tough thing to do. So, well, thank you. That's where I compliment. Is that, is that accurate? It is. It is accurate. I I was explaining to um, our team in status the other day that one of the hardest things that we're doing as an agency is managing the viability of it, mm-hmm. the real business that. And the vitality of it, which sometimes they're in tension with each other. It's like we want to be working for, you know, the companies that should be winning, you know, the good the good guys. And so to choose that and purposefully choose it and still run a, a viable business that is self-sustaining and, and taking care of an, our people and fulfilling our role in the community to some extent, that's a, that's a tricky mm-hmm. spread to navigate. I mean, margins for everybody in this business are very... Lean. And mm-hmm. so you don't want to be dictated by those decisions, but there's a reality of a business at times too. Every guest on the show gets a chance to talk about what's ever on their mind for a minute or so. So without further ado, the floor is yours. I think what's top of mind for me right now is we are doing a lot of work as our own agency. We have been for the past few years around what our role is in our community, what our role is with our clients, what our purpose is. So it's very top of mind. And I think everyone has a responsibility to contribute in some way to society and and hopefully contribute in a positive way. And we've asked ourselves, well, how in the hell can advertising, you know, marketing really contribute? Is this really something helpful and giving to the world? And we look at it from the vision of, yes, absolutely, it is, because it is a very powerful communication tool. And when people need to know something that could help them or improve their lives or that's good for the world, the more powerful the communication, the better. And for us, it is around helping the good guys win, right? And if they win, and it will, that in of itself will improve the world that we live in. And so that's our focus and our purpose. And I think ever ever since we defined that, we call it people first, 
brands mm-hmm. um, and and those brands need to have this will to be great and we talk a lot about that culturally here and we talk when we talk about it with clients you can tell whether it registers for them and they're a part of that group mm-hmm. um, or not and it's one of our measures you know of can we be effective are we on the same boat here you know we're all in the same direction and um, ever since we defined that for ourselves I've developed I've had more passion and interest in taking this agency to a whole other level. And I think that when agencies overall, anybody in this field, finds something that they can gravitate to that really is meaningful, that's the direction. I mean, that's it, you know, for them. And they should focus on it and and go crazy because that in and of itself is the contribution. Wrap up every show with one last piece of advice or wisdom. What is your last word? Integrity. Okay. Personal integrity, business integrity. Who knows? Who knows what is going to happen? You know, we may <laughs> end up with a, nothing to show for anything that we did, but how we do it, I think, and sleeping deeply every night and feeling good about whatever it is that we're working on and having personal integrity around it and standing, be, being able to feel good about it and stand behind it. It is the way to live. Paige, always a great pleasure to see you. Thank you so much and best wishes for continued success. Thank you, Doug.